Hello and welcome to the Carolyn and Joe Show, Save the World. This is going to be our experiment and new vibe on the show in 2018. This is actually, Joe, do you realize we should introduce ourselves? This is Joe. Hey, everybody. My name is Joe Carabello. If you guys don't know, I'm a filmmaker, a photographer, a writer, and today I'm a podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> That's Joe. And this, do you realize that today is our first episode of 2018? <laughs> is it really? And it's like Absolutely. nearly the end of April. It's like the, you know, the last fourth, let's say, of April. Well, sometimes you need that breather, though, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. And I should introduce myself as well. I am Carolyn Belefsky. I am a cartoonist, a designer, a visual communicator, and also a podcaster. And uh, Joe and I have been, in case this is your first time listening... Joe and I have been doing this podcast for many, many years. I don't know the exact year we started. But we deserve we deserve to have at least three months off, <laughs> if mean, that's what it is. Well, January, February, March. Are we in April? Is that what yeah, month it is? Yeah, this is the fourth month. So April. Yeah. So give us a little break. But you know what? We're, but, we're coming back and we want to bring you guys something different. I think that's the most important thing. Yeah, this is our 435th episode. 435th episode? Holy yes. crap. And on top of that, I Holy should mention crap. that last year in 2017, December, we did an event that we called Podcember, and we did a podcast every day for the month of December. That was 31 episodes. So do you feel like that kind of, for lack of better words, like burned you out in terms of, you know doing a lot of podcasting in well, that one month and then you kind of took a break no i think because like you know the reason why we did pod December was to get rejuvenated let me adjust this we'll make some changes in the studio so yeah. finally we can either face each other or I'm, not I'm face or we can do side you. by side because you still got the cage i'm in the cage <laughs> you still got the cage now over i can there. see you now you can oh, see wow, me face okay. to face but yeah like that helps 30, 30 days or 31 days of podcasting in december is what we did it didn't really burn me out i was actually really really you know like every single new episode i was actually excited about doing it yeah. I, I guess you know on the first the first couple of days of doing the pod December, you know to get get back into the swing of it and then afterwards after the 31 days i was like that's pretty good that's pretty good you know hopefully it catches fire i remember at the dc webfest i was telling people about pod December because the dc webfest had for the first time um this year dc webfest 2018 had for the first time their podcasting awards yes and then like for all the people who are the the awards winners of the podcasting um i was like oh man we had carolyn joe show had pod December, in which we did 31 days of podcasting like for the whole month of december and they were like why that sounds like the most craziest thing you can think of <laughs> it was pretty ambitious i mean in certain elements i'm like like, really glad that we did it. And I felt like I could have kept on going. I, I don't really have an explanation for, like, being gone for almost four months, honestly. It's, like, it's more of just, like, life, you know. Things got things got in the way, and then there's other priorities. And, you know, then at this time, I'm like, yo, we need to do a podcast because we can't let it go any longer. But also, I really like the effect, like, during December, like like we're doing right now. We are live on, on one of the Facebook Lives, and people can interact with us and ask us questions and do all that stuff. And I think that's really cool. And that's something that we're probably going to bring over to the new format. We're going to be doing more interactive activities. We're going to attempt to. Yeah. <laughs> We and, can only interact as much as people interact, but we can, it's always a blast to do that, you and, know? Yeah, with, like, again, with that pod summer, it's like a self-initiated project, and I feel like everyone should try to do these, and there's several. I mean, we both did Inktober, we talked about yeah. last year, We um, which is when you do an ink drawing for every day in the month of October. I know right now, um, 
the 100 days project 100 uh, is 100 day or 100 days either way yeah it's 100 days of doing something and it doesn't have to be artistic i know there's a lot of people out there that get frightened for some whatever reason by the arts they're like oh i can't i can't draw a thing but it doesn't have to be um art like traditional drawing um you could do 100 days of jump roping you know you can do 100 days of walking you can do 100 days of Hmm. What would be like something? Anything. Really. Anything. You know, hundred days of whatever. You know, whatever you want to do. Learning to play guitar. You know, and then it it ends up being a good thing. But I will say, with all these challenges, and I've also done three sixty five project, and that's when you do something every day for a year. That's when I did sketch before sleep. I did a little piece of art that was a square format every day for a whole year. And you know, once you start doing it, it's like you just get in a way addicted to it because you you don't want to break that streak. And uh, I feel like we did really well with Podsumber and a whole bunch of other, like, self-initiated projects. I've done also, um, I don't even know what the title was in terms of just doing it, but I did every day. I did a different alphabet, and I called it the ABCs of Country Music, where I took a different musical artist and then did their name. Like, A was Alan Jackson, so I started by their first name. But who knows, maybe I'll do it again and do the last name. That might be fun. But either way, now we're trying something different. Not even know if it's really that different, but we wanted to brand this now. The Carolyn and Joe Show Saved the World. And for me, you know, for me, the concept, the concept of that was, first, I feel like podcasts, you know, I was thinking about what our podcast was before, or what it was, and you know, it was just us talking and talking about stuff in life. It started out, it started out like about comics and movies in our life, but now I, I feel like having that tag a little bit makes it sort of interesting because it's like it's so like bombastic in a way. <laughs> Kale and Joe like- save the world. Are we really going to save the world? How can we save the world? Really, it's just a way for us to ach- attempt to achieve something. I like the addition of Save the World in terms of like, on one hand, from a branding standpoint, it's like, oh, we're making the title longer, which can be, you know, confusing to people. And I don't know if we need a new logo and such. So we're, we're just going to vibe with it and see how, how that goes. But in terms of the actual, um, I guess, mission, like I feel like now the podcast has more this like going forward has more of a mission um, rather than, you know, there's so many podcasts out there and it's. Really, I think part of going away for a little bit also is a little bit of reflection in terms of, like, let's be straight up, Joe. Everyone has a podcast now. Like, seriously, every stand-up comedian has a podcast. It's almost like abnormal if a comedian doesn't have a podcast. But also, I feel like by having that branding, it's easily it easy tells you it, it's easy to tell people what exactly the show is about. Because I always got that question of like, so what do you guys talk about? You know, mm-hmm. it's like, well, we talk about this and we talk, you know, if it didn't have some sort of gimmick focus, at least it's hard for people to digest on what exactly it is. Yeah. So because we could be trying to attempt to make anything better, really. Yeah. With saving the world. I mean, we can come up with a whole bunch of solutions and creative solutions as to, you know, people's problems. It can be something small to be like if somebody has a question about even like relationship advice, if somebody has a question about um something awkward that's going on with their friend or their lover or something like I'll be willing to help you know I'd be I want to make like I want to make people have a smile on their face and and we're by no means like any type of experts in but in I think anything, that's, a, that's but, what makes it hilarious but, though too <laughs> but I do want to help people like like even through little things like doing my comic strip curls 
if I can make somebody happy for like, you know, 20 seconds and make them think or laugh or smile, I feel like it's worth doing. And it's good to get that reaction from people. So, you know, moving forward, if anybody has any questions or comments yes. or struggles that they're dealing with, uh, I mean, every, Carolyn and Joshua will attempt to save you. <laughs> we'll attempt to save you. We'll attempt to save the world. And I, and I feel like little by little, if you can save or heal, you know, a handful of people, then right there, it's going to make a difference in the world. And it might be something small. Like, I feel like everyone has a struggle. My main analogy that I say is like, when I was working in Washington, D.C., I would always pass by Union Station a lot. And, you know, you'd see a lot of homeless people out there and they'd always be, of course, asking for money. And then you'd see somebody like super well to do and like they're you know, high heeled pumps and, you know, off to work. And that person, like, you know, the, the person that's, you know, in the workforce and like trying to get that power, you know, they might be dealing with a struggle over their book deal, you know, <laughs> like they might be like, I want the cover to look like this, but the publisher wants it to look like that, you know? And then like, you know, that's their big like struggle that they're, you know, overcoming a hurdle with. When in reality, it's like, well, you're already doing well and you have a book deal, you know? And then meanwhile, like somebody is like begging for a piece of bread, you know, like their struggle is like, man, I have to like eat. Yeah. <laughs> so like, you know, everyone has their struggle and like, for and, and speak, speaking on that, I did just recently, uh, uh, like I did have not an incident, but I just, I had a homeless incident, a homeless uh, incident, a homeless hmm. incident, you know, like, because you know, over at Nutley Street, which I, I starting to feel this is like some sort of con that's like right off of the the, the Nutley Street in near Vienna, Virginia. Mm-hmm. There's an intersection that's near the metro, near the Vienna metro. And on each one of the sides always has some sort of homeless person there. Now, you know? they, I, when I look at them, I know I'm being judgy and Lord knows, you know, whoever's in that predicament, it's a it's not a good thing that they even have to beg for money. But sometimes I look at those people in that intersection. I know where you're talking about. And it and it's um what is that called the um I know there's a Plaza Art. What's it's Pan the Am. Pan Am. Pan yeah, Am over the Pan Am Center. shopping center near in uh, outside of Vienna near the Vienna Metro. Every single corner whenever I'm there always has a homeless person representing. Now, even, do on you the, think even on the inside, homeless? even on the inside section near the near the um, actual like gas station in there there's always some sort of homelessness. And I'm just like wondering like that's I always I always look at that and I'm like this is some sort of con. Yeah, this is some sort of like team homelessness that's happening there. Now for me, I can't I can't solve the problem of homelessness. I feel that's more of an internal battle within within the person. It's but, really complicated. But when I when I look at this, when I look at the scenario of the multiple the team homelessness that's happening at this corner all asking for money, it literally does not. It literally looks like a swindle, a con, a farce, whatever you may call it. it seems like this team sport that's happening of all these homeless people think this is like the hot spot. Is that really the hot spot? So I always wonder about that every single time I see it. But this instance, when I was exiting uh, the womb, when I was exiting uh, Pan Am and then turning at the intersection of the light heading towards 66 in that direction, there was a lady there that was, you know, it was one of those, it was one of those scenarios where the person... I think this is for a left turn. Mm-hmm. The person in front of me didn't want to deal with like the homeless person. I feel like, and so they sort of like rushed the red. They went past the red. They passed the. They went through the they red. They went through a red. Light. They went through a red, so they didn't have to deal with the homeless person. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming, because I understand. But the the situation. So then, I, so I was left face to face with the homeless person, and you know, I didn't get. I don't have. I'm not. I'm not going to give money. You know. 
because like who really knows just like taxes i'd like to know where that money is going to you know if i pay taxes i want to know where my money is going to or else i'll feel a lot better when i paid taxes this past year that was the constant thing i was complaining about you know what i don't you know my thoughts have been said many times about the the current government but always no matter what government it was i'm always like or you know who's in charge i'm always like well i want to know where this is going i want to know where my taxes is going i don't know where my hard ass hard ass earned money is going and when and then of course it's the same thing that goes with homeless people (laughs) if i give them money i want to know what they're spending on i don't want them to be spending on prostitutes and crack maybe but not but in this situation like it was just it was in my head. I was like, I need to give them something. So in the box I had, I was filming. I feel like uh, I was, yeah, I was in, I just finished filming a music video and I had the crafty bag that had all the trick, not the tricks, but all like the snacks and stuff. And then in that was a box, a kind bar box that I got actually from, that was a sponsor from the DC web fest that I took from, uh, that I got from that, from the overflow. And I was like, man, I got a whole box of these. I might as well just give them one. A whole box. No, like I got. One, I might as well give them one bar, kind okay, bar, one granola bar. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, okay, that's enough. And then you know, she was like, oh, God bless you, thank you, thank you, blah blah. blah. You know what? And that was fine. <laughs> that was nice like that, of I feel, you. I felt like that worked out. I mean, I have. And it's nice that she acknowledged you because we've had homeless in the past like demand something different that we've given to them. Yeah, I like this. I like that I can wave to people whenever they're on this oh. on Facebook Live now. I can do this thing where I'm like waving at them. But yeah, so me and homeless people have never had a good story, but at least that one, you know, a lot of times, yeah, I've never had that. That well, was the only are, situation. Since you want, since you brought up the case of knowing where your money goes and that such, um, I have uh, one of my coworkers is very active with Manassas Homeless Outreach, so we have volunteered several times to do events for them and provide meals for them and other Thanksgiving stuff, and you know there are ways that you can directly interact with the homeless to make sure that like for example like we literally fed them and like spoon them food so like spoon them food yeah so we serve them food and so you know that they're eating well that day you know there's stuff like that there are ways that you I can never, see the results i've never actually done any of that stuff to help the to help joe joe doesn't help the homeless but i'm just telling I'm you in, in terms of like if you want to like you have to be more involved if you want to know where it literally goes and like visually see it and there's also might be some organizations money wise that might be healthier than just giving some random some money yeah um there you know and there are some schemes out there i remember in springfield a couple years ago there was a guy that had a picture of like an ill child and then he was like please give money you know like my daughter is sick or something and then like um the light turned green and I think you were still holding on to the picture and then he was like, oh, I need the picture back or something. You know, it was like one of those things where it's like, I don't know if that was real or not, you know, because there's GoFundMe now, <laughs> you know, like, and then there's that as a, I think people use some of that as a scheme too. It depends on what, you know, there's stuff that it's almost like if you have, you have to know the person or be a friend of a friend for like GoFundMe, I feel like some of the times. Because other times it's like a complete stranger, but who the people people online can be generous and just get into people's stories and give them money too. I mean, it's one of those things where like, again, saving the world. It's like I could go around and give all of my savings to everyone else, and does that like it might help me in some way eventually, but like it doesn't actually 
help me currently. You know, I'd just be giving away money. Like, <laughs> so it, you have if, to if only, if be only selective. Such, if only there was such an overflow of money just to be like handing it out. Yeah, I mean, like I, if, if I could, I would, you know, like, but it's not at that level. So, you know, it's just, it's just one of those things where you can't help everybody, unfortunately. And some of the homeless people don't want to be helped. You know, just straight up, like, even if you try to help them, they don't want to or you know there's a lot of factors at play too with the veterans and such um but before we move forward with too much homeless talk um <laughs> i wanted to also like do a quick run through since it's our first episode of the year um how has your 2018 been because i can tell you straight up joe remember we had that um predictions and new year's resolutions show did we i can't believe we, we forgot we did. did that um so so my new year's resolution was to floss more oh did that happen i don't know if no, that happened or not it didn't really happen so like i'm kind of disappointed in myself but maybe i should do that as like my hundred day project you know? <laughs> sure <laughs> why not sure because why not? like i feel still bad about not flossing as much as i we should we all knew that you weren't gonna get <laughs> go through with your new year's resolution of flossing i mean we i i did it. actually I'm telling you guys, one year I like did a really good New Year's resolution that changed my life. So I know we that it works. We all knew that wasn't going to happen. I know that it works, but yeah, it didn't. It didn't really work with the flossing. But maybe I'll just. It's just one of those things I'll have to put on my list to like save myself. You know, save the world, save myself. So I, you got to save yourself before you can save other people. So I'll put that on my list of like personal. But see, that's also the tough part I see too. Is that I feel like a lot of times people. Um, they need that distraction of trying to save others as opposed to saving themselves, but they can't save themselves. You know, so they, you they, dispar- they distribute all the energy elsewhere because they're ashamed or sad. That might be true. Have you ever heard of that phrase that you have to love yourself before you can love anyone else? Yeah. I believe in that. I really do. I didn't understand it at first, but I do totally understand that now. Because you have to really be comfortable with yourself before you can let somebody in. Sure, yeah. So also in 2018, I, f- I believe in January, you went to the DC in DC. Do you I have, did. Do you have any comments on that? Looking back, reflecting. And for those of you who don't know, it was DC Comics came to Washington, DC for special premieres and events. I, was it a two-day thing? Two-day event? Yeah, I think it, it was And they like, had a pop-up shop? Well, they have like... Uh... I think the first night they had like a premiere night and the next day they had the they had the panels. Panels, okay. So it was a two day event. It was like focused on I guess it really all was just focused on diversity. I thought it was a very successful event. It was jam packed every single time I went. Well, because I went and worked worked backstage like media and interviewing all the stars and, and stuff like that. And you got like to that. meet Bruce Tim again. Yeah, I met Bruce Tim again. <clears throat> I met a, apparently I met a lot of people. That's awesome. I met the I met a whole a whole bunch of a whole bunch of stars, a whole bunch of uh, a cascade of I, stars. I pretty much anyone from the a lot of the big ups from the the, the WB uh, TV and a uh, movie universe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I met, yeah, Bruce Tim. Uh, I was about to say Tom Welling. I didn't meet Tom Welling, but a, a lot of the um, like majority of all the female cast from all CW shows. I met that. Um, <clears throat> I also met uh, Black Lightning, the, the guy who played Black Lightning, who played the Brandon Routh. I met Brandon Routh. Oh, that's oh. cool. See, I wasn't, I didn't, I wasn't even knowing that he was there. I didn't know he was there too. I think that that's the coolest one. I mean, obviously Bruce Tim is rad too. Yeah, it was, it was, it was cool. You know, I really enjoyed it. Um, I'm sort of, I mean, I don't want to toot my own horn or 
you know, like toot, toot. if you don't toot it, no one else will. I don't want a big league as much as many people, but like I'm not really like a, I'm not really a celebrity person at this point in my life. I'm not really a oh my god, we, we gotta get this. It's because to me, I, I see the ends to a means type deal. You I, know I'm mean? with you on that, but it is um, even if you're but, not uh, like Ralph, super striking, it is striking to be like wow, I didn't expect Brendan Ralph to be there because I expect him more from like Zach and Miri. <laughs> me, me, I was more surprised. Like I like I like when I was being surprised about oh who's there. You know what I mean? Like because I knew Bruce Tim was gonna be there. Yeah. Because they're premiering Gotham by Gaslight, but also like I didn't know Brandon Routh was going to be there. You know, I was like, but I knew like the females of all of all like the the cast and like the of all the shows were going to be there. I was, you know, I'm mentally prepared for that stuff, so it's cool when I get to be surprised a bit. I was actually really surprised about how well put together of the event it is. I hope it is something that happens every single year. It's good to have DC in DC every year because it it they, we should have something if the museum is still around next year. I'm, I believe it will be. All right, good. Hopefully. So the other thing that has happened just in 2018, a few weeks ago, was AwesomeCon. It's true. And I do have a blog recap up if you want to check out the Curl Studio blog. Um, so And we have a bunch of photos up there. I thought it was a great event. Um, and it was the, the most memorable AwesomeCon in a while because... For us, we didn't have to do as many panels this year. And I, I know in past years, we've had like, I'm making up this number, but like eight panels. So that e- essentially equals eight hours. And that's all, you know, for a three-day convention, that's, you know, one third of it. Plus that includes traveling time, like walking around from the panel to back to your booth. And it, energy suck in a way. And even though it's exciting to moderate panels and such, you know, it, it does kind of wear you out especially if you're doing eight of them <laughs> so this year i think i only did a couple and and you had i thought you did you one had, you did one right i had one that's right <laughs> i had one and one was like they asked me to do but then it never came to fruition so i did i had one panel and then i attended one panel for um, on my own as an attendee which was the boy meets world panel and i was really excited to do that because Boy's World is like my favorite TV show in addition to Freaks and Geeks. I don't know if I can pick one or the other. It's more of just in my life, Boy Meets World came first and I was a little bit younger and that was that whole TGIF uh, event back in the, what was it, 90s, I guess? The 90s? And um, Freaks and Geeks came out around the year 2000, so I was a little bit older in high school. So, you know, it's like two different viewing ages so I, in a way, I don't want to pick a favorite over each other. But those are the TV shows that I really enjoyed um, and still enjoy. So it was cool that Boy Meets World, like basically the three guys of Boy Meets World were there. Will Friedel, um, Ryder Strong, and Corey. Eric, or not Corey. Ah, what's his, Corey. No, well, I'm, Corey, I was right? going to say Eric Matthews, but what is Corey's real name now? I'm like... Ben, ben, ben Savage. Savage. Yeah, I'm like Ben Savage. So um, it was really cool to like see all them together and it was also ben savage's first comic convention so that's pretty amazing that he came to washington dc for awesome con for that and just the whole like reunion of of them three and um because i guess will friedel started doing them first because he also does voice acting for those of you who don't know he is the voice of batman beyond he's batman and he's also ron stoppable and kim possible he's he's like so many things he's such a amazing talent and then he brought Ryder strong in to do a few conventions and then now they're bringing in uh savage like he's wanting to call him his brother's name but it's ben savage because his brother was in um wonder years and sometimes i get a little bit confused about their names 
but I, I sometimes just like like to call him Corey because he's Corey. And um, so yeah, I went to that panel, and it was funny because like I guess I'm I've been so privileged in my convention years of because we've been doing conventions for like a decade. And when you have an exhibitor badge, sometimes you can just walk right in. You don't have to wait in line at all. And, you know, now that I guess like I don't have like any type of VIP access or something like that. So I, you know, I had to go in line with everyone else and I thought I could just walk right in and like have a seat. But, (laughs) but, you know, I had to wait in line and the line was huge and they filled the full ballroom, which not like I was thinking it wouldn't be filled, but I just wasn't expecting that type of reaction for some reason to Boy Meets World, but it was packed. It was amazing. It was really fun. I'm glad I got to be a part of that and see those guys. And also, in addition to it, the guy who plays Harley, the bully, was in the audience. So they did like a little acknowledgement to him. And then after the panel, I saw him and I asked if I could take a picture with him because I'm a Boy Meets World fan. And it was so awesome. So that was like, again, that whole unexpected thing with Brendan Ralph. Like I wasn't expecting to meet the actor that plays Harley and his name is Danny in real life. So it was cool to be able to tell him how much I love the show. And I, I really enjoyed that. And basically, you know, AwesomeCon was just a great event overall. Um, like having Boy Meets World together, all those people. So it's so amazing because I wasn't expecting that. And Joe had filmmaking panel and he had like a whole bunch of, of films to show he had. Um, science stuff, sci-fi, he had adventure, he had all these films that he curated. I forget all the different topics, but he had a whole bunch of different films to show. And it was two events for his, for his filmmaking panel. And so you had, you had two different filmmaking panels, Joe, right? You had like sci-fi, sci-fi adventure. And then you had, um, what was the other one? It was like so yeah, I, like last year we only we had a uh, like a Q and A, and then the day before that we had the first time like to actually show films at Awesome mm-hmm. Con. So this year, um, just like anything else, I'm like let me let me see if I can top that. I'm let me see if I can do two days this year. Took out take out the Q and A, take out the standalone Q and A panel, and just have two days and of uh, one like e- two days. But each screening has the Q and A after that, so it's like a the 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 film block and then Q and A. The first day on the Friday was um, sci fi, action, and horror, and then the Q and A after that. And then the Saturday was, um, I believe, uh, drama, drama, drama comedy. and comedy, yeah, and then Q and A after that. And I felt like it was a, a massive, it was a massive success. And you also had it. like a standing room only crowd. It was just, it was a, a yeah, it was literally a standing like all, room all only. the seats were taken. Yeah. And that, that was such a, I mean, I'm not going to take that for granted, but that was really awesome to see because like I constantly just kept on hearing the door guy saying like we're at capacity. Maybe you might be able to find someplace there, a door, I mean, a chair on the wall or something like that. And like, I felt, felt, I felt that was pretty awesome. You know, we had amazing films being shown and you got to show Amy Jo Johnson's. Yeah. And Amy Jo let us show, let us show her film. Like, you know, people were saying like, Oh, you can, you know, just grab it. But like the fact that there was approval and then she was promoting it too, because I mean, because it was an awesome film. She showed lines and, you know, of course we'd love for her to be there, but you know, logistics and reality of stuff like that, but we were able to show her film and it was a great film. And hopefully next year, you know, maybe she might be there or maybe she'll show another one of those films. Either one of those is an amazing thing. Amazing, amazing, uh, you know, just 
showcase to have. Just having her be part of it, uh, I think brought brought it to a new level. So many people heard about. So many people like even heard about the the film festival specifically for her, and I can't thank that enough. I can't thank for her enough, and all the well communication that we had before then, just to help make sure everything else is working fluently about the the screening and all that. I thought it was great, and we also showed. Um, a trailer for um, The Has Been Which is her uh, web series That's coming out So maybe you might have A web series section Next year Who yeah, knows that would be cool But yeah We had some great films there I mean Apocalypse Rock Rocked We even showed uh, Speak Now From uh, uh, Jay Jameson And of course uh, Megan Holly, Who is an Oscar nominated uh, Screenwriter Also uh, This is her first uh, Short film uh, Directorial debut and she showed her film there, uh, The Projectionist, which was amazing. All the films are pretty, pretty top notch, I must say. And then Otessa Marie Godard, who was Otessa, who is also the president of the DC Webfest, brought in uh, select films from the DC Webfest to show there too. Uh, uh, showed Doomsday, and um, that was that was an awesome film. She just brought so so many. It's just such a great mixture of work that next year, hoping you know we have ideas how to take it up a notch. I'm, part of me is like let's I, I was teasing this and this might be like shooting myself in the foot but I remember Ben was uh, messaged me online or or uh, commented something attaching me uh, like of, of a memory from Facebook from the, the awesome con documentary from day second year and uh, from the second year that we filmed that like just you know because of a because there's just situations with directors didn't really come together. We still have the footage. We have all that stuff. All that stuff is really pretty great. And then he was like, oh, whatever happened to this project? And I was like, hey, actually, maybe next year for AwesomeCon, I'm thinking about having a, a documentary section that I'll play on the Sunday. Why not? And then I was like, that seems like a perfect place to debut this documentary. And then he just he puts like a shocked face or whatever, one of those things, one yeah. of those faces afterwards. So who knows? If that might come together, that means some pressure on me to finish this project. Yeah, but you also have a year to finish it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, a little bit over a year, because AwesomeCon next year is, I think, pushed back a few months, because they had to move it up a little bit, and so now it's getting pushed back to, I guess, a few months later. But I am um, I am so excited. I mean, I mean, the turnout, the turnout blew, Actually, blew my mind. Like, I think uh, that that's good for you, though, because they do count like how many people are at each event oh yeah so they know how popular certain things are and what time you know obviously if, if something's like on friday in the, in the beginning of the day it's not as big of a turnout sometimes but either way uh that's i'm gonna keep on doing this thing awesome con i just want to make that like I'd, I'd love for there just to be a spot <clears throat> every every year because also a lot of people go to awesome con and why can't they why can't they have a little break? They have Awesome Con has the awesome stuff for kids. Have the they have awesome stuff for if you want celebrities. If you have if you want stuff for the um like sci like sci fi but like but like the the science, science. fiction the science fiction not science fiction but like science actual they have like science. a whole science con yeah so why not have it for the filmmakers man and that's that's the goal here is to put that over maybe might one year we might have awards but that's a whole another uh, a whole another that's thing. a whole another thing so um next year I already have the dates for Awesome Con Awesome Con in 2019 is going to be april 6th 7th and 8th so oh yeah sorry let me redo that totally redo that because i'm dyslexic i forgot the two in front of it so awesome con next year is april 26th 27th and 28th so it's a whole month later than it was this year so you get an extra month to work on that documentary so almost like pretty much pretty much (laughs) when you when you hear this episode 
yeah that's, it's that's exactly it's like a whole year from when this episode of commentary about awesome con will come out and we have also have um audio from the other side of the table that we are going to release on the carolyn and joe show and i also think we have last year's that we haven't released yet well, i who, believe who, so well who knows <laughs> I'm, I think we should who, release who it on the podcast. Who knows what's going to happen? Who knows what's going to happen? We're all busy people. Yeah. So we do have some of those treasures to dig up and release to share with you guys. Um, what else happened at Awesome Con? I got to meet Paddington, the bear, in the kids section. That's always a good deal. And I asked him how how the marmalade business is going, and then he gave me a thumbs up. So I was totally like, happy about that. I'm glad to know that the marmalade business is in good shape. That's really important because bees are down. Yeah, it's, seriously. The bees I, are down. I need to know about these things. I need to be in the loop. And so it was cool to see Paddington. I'm sure a lot of other crazy cool stuff happened. I just remember overall I had like a feel good vibe at that at last year's Awesome Con or at this year this current past Awesome Con. Um, for me, like the year before, it was kind of difficult because I was almost doing too much and juggling too much and. You know, it wasn't a bad awesome con or anything, but it was almost like I wasn't at the table that much. So I wasn't getting that one-on-one interaction and I was just running around the convention, um, which can still also be fun as well. But, you know, you feel drained. I felt very drained the year before. This year I felt uh, rejuvenated. So that's positive. Um, And also this year I did get to meet the New Day, WWE wrestlers, the New Day. And that was exciting too. They had a long line. They had a lot of people meeting them, and they were very fun and charismatic. They were very much like who they are, and that was good to see them. A lot of they had a lot of really cool guests. Um, I I got to glimpse at um, Michael Rosenblum. How do you pronounce Rosenblum? Rosenbaum. Yeah, Rosenbaum. Rosenbaum. And I got um, my a, Tom, a glimpse at Tom Welling. So I was like, cool. There's Lex and uh, Clark. So I was, I, I don't know, I, j- I didn't really like, you know, need to go in line to meet them necessarily, but I was like, cool, I get to like see them. And it was fun to see them. And I got to talk to Phil Lamar, Phil Lamar stopped by the table. So it was exciting to be able to catch up with him. And, you know, we, we, we had an intense conversation about Parkinson's disease because he was asking about team cul-de-sac. So, you know, it's, it's really crazy how that disease affects a lot of people and, and like people in his family as well. Um, so, you know, I, I think overall just like getting that FaceTime with people really helped me this year for Awesome Con. Cause sometimes like as a creator you're just creating all the time and like being a cartoonist can sometimes be really um lonely, you know, in a sense like it's a solitary profession sometimes. And it's good to be able to see the fans and meet the people that will stop by. So this year I got rejuvenated at Awesome Con. Well that's good to hear. Yeah. It was definitely good. I'm excited about next year already, but now I'm like, shoot, I have a year. <laughs> like, the time is going to just com- collapse on me. And speaking of, you know, Comic-Cons, we do have free comic book day coming up. What is that, May 5th? Is that the Saturday? Yep, May 5th. So, those of you guys that are in Northern Virginia, yes, May 5th is Cinco de Mayo also. And I think there's a horse race that day. But there's a lot going on probably that weekend, but if you can stop by the amazing comic comic shop in Burke, is it Burke or That's Fairfax. Fairfax. Fairfax, that's right. Amazing comic shop in Fairfax. It's right near George Mason University, and you can check us out. We will be there at least, I guess, from the show opening, and we'll probably be there maybe like five hours or such. 
I don't think we're going to be there the full, full day, but we'll, we'll be there most of the day. So you can check us out there. That's going to be our next appearance. Was that next week? Oh my gosh, is it? I keep like to the phones. Looking the cal- I actually have a paper calendar. To the calendar. To the old school calendar. Yeah, well, yeah. I, mean, I, really, I, really, I really look forward to this. Weeks. I look forward to this podcast to be like saving, <laughs> saving or trying to make something better. I mean, why not? There's so much. There's so much negativity and cramming, and everyone's like, majority of the time when you ever hear anyone doing reviews, it's always, it's always a little negative. But it'll be nice when this this show turns into like, okay, how can we save it? <laughs> it's like Y2J save us. Yeah, because I mean, it is. I'm having like personally, I'm having a rough time with the internet myself because it's almost like oversaturation of. Well, everything. Carolyn, how would you save the internet? Oh my! See, all these questions are so big. I think that with the saving the internet, it has to come to your own personal regulation of it, in terms of like knowing when you're overdoing it. Like, you know how you get that vibe where you're like, what am I doing? What did I even go on here for? And then you're, like, totally distracted, and you're looking at, you know, pictures of what, like, Saved by the Bell kids are up to these days. You're like, what? Am, what? I don't even care. You know? <laughs> like, but then somehow you got snuck in on that. <coughs> I mean, some, got, would, some people would even say the internet doesn't need really water. need saving, you know what I mean? But like in in a way, maybe people need to be saved from the internet. Maybe I think that's people what need it is. to be saved from themselves. Like the internet is not a bad thing, but it can be bad. Like obviously, if you're using it for like illegal activities and such, like that's not good. You know, or if you're you know you're doing if you're up to like bad activity or phishing scams and stuff on online, like you know obviously that's not good. But if you're on there for you know a good reason of like connecting with people or you know promoting something that you made i feel like that's healthy to be on there you just got to know your parameters and how much of it you can take like some people probably think that like just putting up pictures of like every little thing that they do like for them that's important to them and that helps them get through the day cuz they need that gratification of people liking stuff i mean on one hand like i can look at that and be like, wow, that person like posts too much. But from their end, they're probably like, oh, I need those likes so that I can, you know, survive. I can get through everything. You know, th- there's certain people that are more needy, honestly. <laughs> like, I don't want to use that word in a bad way, but some people need that gratification more than other people. And, you know, I don't necessarily need that as much as other people, but I at least can realize that, hey, you know, maybe they, they need the attention. You know, and I, I don't necessarily need the attention. I just want it to be a more healthy place. But I think it comes down to the individual. It's kind of like that saying where it's like, or I guess if you're like Catholic, it's like it all depends on how much you can live with. You know, like you might. What does that mean? How much you can live with? Like, okay, let's say you you steal a lollipop. Some people might not have any problem with that. You know, they'll be like, oh, who cares? It's a lollipop. It's worth like ten cents. Like, it's not really worth anything in the aspect of life. Like, if, if a lollipop gets stolen, you know? So they don't think of it as a big deal. But, like, someone might be like, oh, man, I would, I, I can't do that. I would hate myself for stealing. You know, they, like, think, they, like, have more of a conscience. Yeah. And there's some people that, like, could murder somebody and they are like, yeah, he deserved it. He got in my way. Yeah. And then, like, you know, they might have no bones about it. But then someone else is like, oh, my God, they're like shaking and they're like, ah, I just shot someone, you know, like they can't and they like feel horrible about themselves the rest of their life. 
you know? So it's all, it's all a matter of perspective. That's why everything has to be taken on a case by case basis, which is hard to do like per person. That's why there's no like right or wrong answer sometimes. Or that's why people like defend people. Like, like, I don't know. I hate to bring up Bill Cosby, but some people like defend him and they're like, oh, you know, he's like rich and old, like just let him go away and like die. But do but people it, but defend, it's like, do people defend him because he, he made because he made so many people smile. I mean, I'm sure there's people that are like his fans that are like, just leave him alone. He's Bill Cosby. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like just just leave him alone. He's Bill Cosby. Yeah, it's like he does he get a free pass to like treat women horribly? Like, I don't know. You know, so then some people are like, oh, well, those women just want money. Well, I don't know. Everyone wants money, don't they? I know, but, like, coming forward like that, it's, like, you don't want to be known for that. You know, like, now whenever people Google their names, that's what they're going to be known for. It's going to overshadow everything that they've ever worked for. That's what's the hard part. There's always two sides to these stories, you know? So, like, some per- some people can be like, oh, well, he can do what he wants. He's Bill Cosby. You know? So, people, like, Michael Jackson probably did horrible things that, like, I don't know if he did them or not, honestly. Because, like, he never really fully got convicted, but he paid off people. <laughs> that's all you gotta do you know like that's all you gotta do I, but michael jackson's like music is being played everywhere and he's touted around as like the king of pop and like he like people always like are like no one else can be like him he's the best musician ever and like you know i'm sure he ha- he has like great music and such i mean that's again like you can get into that art versus artist thing of like do you think if you're a really good artist that you can get away with like being a horrible person just because, like, you made other people happy in different ways? Is that, like, an exception to be like, oh, everyone loves Michael Jackson's music. He's such a great, he, he's so great, like, at dancing and, like, all, you know, there's a lot of, like, cool things about him. But then it's like, when it comes down to it, it's like, well, there's also some shady things that he could have done. Things that you hide from will always come back to haunt you. You know what I mean? The more people have to hide, the more the, sh- the shadow behind them is going to grow. And it just, it's just as simple as that. But there's also like that flip side that somebody can be like, well, he loved kids. He loved like having Neverland and having the kids come over and stuff. So? But how, but like, did <laughs> what he, does that mean in the big... But did he like love kids or did he love kids? He did love kids, right? Everyone loves kids, except for me. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying like, it's like, what level are we going to take this to? But like, he's still played on the radio and he's like... Like, people never really shunned him. They were just like, oh, he's weird. Because I feel like in this society, people in this world and humans really only really matter uh, to people unless, and I know this from personal account, that, you know what, you only really matter to certain people unless you're doing something for them. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're only as good as the most recent activity or recent good deed that you did to them. But if you're not doing something that's you know, that's servicing them, then now you're their enemy. You know what I mean? Even though it comes to friendships, even though it comes to, you know, employees or, or people that you work with, it's the tough reality in a way that a lot of times that like, you know, you're really only as good as the, the most recent, the most recent good deed that you did for somebody, you know, we all feel, we all feel that motion that, that those moments are like, Oh, you only, you only come to me when you need help. It only matters when you need help. And that comes the same with pop music or anything form of entertainment that's entertaining people. It's like the moment you do the artistic album that's weird, people turn their back on you. You know what I mean? 
People were already starting to turn on Bruno Mars. They were saying that his music was like, I don't know, I guess he was like taking from black people. And then like, I'm like, well, he is part black, I think. I mean, I'm surprised people not don't like even, it matters, but like. I'm surprised people don't even slam on that harder on Jack White, for Christ's sake. People said his newest album, they're like, it's weird. I don't like it. And then for me, when I was listening to it, I was like, it's weird. I love it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But like that's the, that's the thing. It's like a very you know how quick they turn, how easily they do as well. It's you like, can't save. So that's the thing. How do we do? We do we save people like that? Is there even no saving that? How do we save anybody? We can't save it. Save that. But like to to me, it's like really the real saving is finding the truth, and then the truth is maybe they really weren't in the music anyway. <laughs> you know what I mean? Probably not. I always break that down. If people who are like, oh, I just love that jam. But I don't really buy the album. It's like, well, I guess they weren't really into it anyway. Because like the, I feel like the the real people who are into music, they'll listen to that whole album and they'll figure it out. Like there really are people out there that say they're into music, but they are not. Which is fine. Just don't lie. I can't save you if you lie. How are we going to save the world, Joe? This is becoming a complex problem already in our first episode of Saving the World. Well, the Carolyn and Joe show will save the world one day at a time. <laughs> One episode at a time. That's what we are. The Carolyn Joe Show is here to save the world one episode at a time. That was the slogan we used during the pod summer. Carolyn Joe Show, we're here to save the world one podcast at a time. And that's, that's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to do. You know what? That feels like a perfect time to cut off the show. <laughs> Sweet. That's the way we're going to do it. So, guys, um, I guess to wrap up the show... Um, let you know again that our next appearance is free comic book day on may 5th cinco de mayo we will be there at amazing comic shop in fairfax right near george mason university at university mall we'll be there having some awesome deals i'm gonna put out some one dollar prints only a dollar and we'll have lots of comic books there to sell and And, what why not? not only that the comic book store is giving away free comics Certain free comics, not every comic in the store, but they have certain issues that they're giving away, and they might have like a minimum of like three or something that you get to pick up per person. So it's it's pretty awesome. So come on out and get some free comics. And why not? If you see us there in person or anytime, and you have something that you want us to attempt to save on the Carolyn and Joe Show podcast, you're like, on the next show, Carolyn and Joe, tell us how we can save pro wrestling. How can we save this? How can we save that? And we'll attempt to do that. We'll take note of that, and we'll attempt to do that because that's what we're here. The Carolyn Joe Show is here to save the world one podcast at a time. That's right, Joe. That's right. One podcast to save them all. The Carolyn and Joe Show. You can't read what they write. That's right. And the new tradition is that Carolyn is going to wrap up the show. So. <laughs> oh, I did. <laughs> okay, so thank you for joining us today. We've had Joe here. Our, where, where are you on the socials? You're on at Astray J. At Astray J, Joe Carabeo underscore photography, joecarabeo.com. Go astray.tumblr.com. All those great stuff. You can find me there. Or you could just Google. Or you can just Google. <laughs> and I'm Carolyn Belefsky. My handle is at Carolyn Belefsky. You can find me on Twitter, on Instagram. I don't know if I should get on Pinterest or not. I've heard good things about it, actually, and I've been trying not to be on there, but 
who the heck knows. Um, I'm also on Facebook. Carolyn and Joe Show is on Instagram at Carolyn and Joe Show. So please check us out on there. And uh, we'll see you next time we podcast. It might be next week. It might be the following week. I don't know yet. But let's try to try to get this back on track. We'll see you next time. That's right. See you guys next time. And we will save you later. You're bona fide.